Okay, hello, welcome back to Loud Group. I'm Dane. Hi guys, I'm Rose. And today we have the amazing Candy Tong coming from San Francisco. Hello, hi everyone. Nice to chat with you guys. Ah, likewise. Um, so I have only, well, I guess we're just chatting now, um, but uh, my understanding is that you're in New York at the moment. I'm actually in California, in San Francisco, due to okay. quarantine. <laughs> Just yeah. due to uh, quarantine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I'm oh. back home with my family. Um, that was the best decision during this time because New York is absolutely crazy right now, and it's currently has the most cases in the country. So, Yeah, it's the same in London, actually. But I think people forget it's because there's so many people in these cities. Right, exactly. Uh. And in New York, it's just so bad. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, we um, I had the pleasure of um, meeting Candy in New York, and I had the absolute privilege of dancing alongside her. Um, Candy is a five foot ten absolute beast of an artist, and she <laughs> she is a contemporary ballet dancer. She is a model. She is an all round creative, and she's also started her own um, dancewear line, which is super exciting. So, I guess uh, first question you candy is what do you do like what makes you inspired to do things outside of dance is there has it been that there's been something lacking for you within dance and you've searched for other areas of creativity or has it been just that you've been inspired by loads of things to kind of pursue um yeah well so dance has pretty much been my whole life um i'm 24 now so basically i've had 21 years of full-on dancing and I knew when I was nine years old um, that I wanted to do this professionally uh, I remember telling my mom it was like after uh, my fifth grade I don't I think that's like your fourth year in UK I'm not sure <laughs> neither of us grew up here so we don't know I was, either yeah, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was uh nine years old and I told my mom after school and I was like mom like I want to start doing some homeschooling so I could uh, train seriously at a pre-professional ballet school uh, and my both of my parents are so supportive uh, which is very atypical for Asian parents by yeah the way. you hit jackpot there <laughs> yeah because usually Asian parents um, want their kids to be dentist a doctor a surgeon etc something that makes a lot of money um, so I'm so grateful and lucky to have parents who are so supportive of the arts and um, who are so supportive of the dreams that me and my brothers have. So I was lucky in that way. But growing up, I've always wanted a normal life. So I had the balance of going to regular public high school um, as well as doing independent learning by myself with like online tutors. Um, all while having like six, seven, eight hours of training um, during the day. But I knew I've always draw, drew or drawn on the side. <laughs> um, and I've always been a competitive soccer player. So I. Ooh, that's new. Mix- we didn't know that part. Yeah. <laughs> um, I absolutely, like, I was a total tomboy when I was younger, which is very surprising to a lot of people now that have just met me. Um, but growing up with two older brothers, like, I did everything. Um, but backtracking to your question, (laughs) um, sorry, detour, um, the, I just, 
am a person who does not like to be home and I'm like constantly being busy in the ways I find my most um inspiration is through the arts obviously and I've always been interested in fashion and I I've always told people I was like if I wasn't a dancer I'd be in the fashion industry either working in marketing or a fashion designer or a stylist so I've always had that interest I didn't know how to enter that world being in the um dance industry so I actually started modeling but not seriously when I was 13 12 or 13 um my I know there's like I don't know if you ever heard of Bally Zeta um he's like a yeah top I, I feel like I've seen some of his work yeah he's like a top photographer now he's like was one of the first street ballet photographers um we grew up together at San Francisco Ballet School his name is Oliver Endall and his younger sister was in my level. Um, so he was actually one of my first, like, street ballet photography um, photo shoots that I had. And from then, my that's also when Instagram started. So um, my Instagram started blowing up with through Ballet Zeta. And I got, like, 13,000 followers within a year, uh, which is crazy because that does not happen now. Um, so... Because of Ballet Zeta, my, I guess, network started to blossom and more photographers kept reaching out to me. And then at the time, like being a quote-unquote influencer, which I hate that word, by the way. <laughs> yeah, um, we did have that conversation in New York. <laughs> like, social media, love it and hate it. <laughs> yes. Um, it really wasn't a thing then. I was like, what? why are all these photographers reaching out to me? Also, I was young. I was 13. I was like, this is weird. Like, I'm not about it. So I obviously didn't take that chance then. Um, and it really wasn't until when I was about 17, 18, when I realized that that could be a full-time job, modeling, of um, marketing myself on social media, etc. cetera. Um, so I am very much love the whole business world um, and I wanted to do a double major uh, at my university to get my business degree. But unfortunately, and fortunately, um, Complexions offered me a job midway through my college uh, career. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't get my second degree. Um, but yeah, so I've always had an interest in fashion and the whole business side. And I was lucky enough to get approached by a company, which I cannot say. Um, it's a well-known leotard company currently. Um, they reached out to me last spring, or it was last summer, sorry, um, saying that they've heard about me. They've been following uh, my Instagram for a while. Um, they saw that I had a lot of interest in fashion, and they asked me, like, oh, like, have you ever thought about um, designing leotards? And then I was like, Oh, hell yeah. I was like, 100%. <laughs> I was like, I've been wanting to have my own leotard line for the longest time, but didn't know how to start it. Um, so again, I was very lucky to have an investor um, approach me and follow the vision that I wanted to create because he saw that I don't normally typically wear the standard leotard. <laughs> yeah, um, 
we we both are very similar in that sense but yeah. also I think you know that we had a conversation um you know right. a few weeks ago about the fact that you know they're not necessarily designed for women who are your height or women who exactly. have boobs or like exactly they're very much given to like the the designers are very much catering to a childlike figure which actually right even most professional dancers like it doesn't quite work so to be given that kind of opportunity I think is going to um benefit a lot of dancers so that's really really cool right and also what's cool um I can't really give too much away but what's cool is that there this leotard line is going to be like nothing other because when I look at other leotard companies they're all creating the same thing um they're all like those pretty floral patterns or like um yeah we like black (laughs) right same fun materials but my style is super edgy um and unique and I'm not afraid to embrace the feminine side of a woman like it's gonna be super sexy super sleek (laughs) but also um cutthroat so that's gonna bring a whole new um, I guess something new to the table of the company or leotard company world. Um, so I'm super excited about that. And I think a lot of um, people will want to gravitate towards that because there's really no other line I can think of that is doing that currently. Yeah, no, definitely. That's so cool. Um, yeah. Candy, you mentioned something really interesting. I, I know nothing about leotards, not that anyone would expect. <laughs> <laughs> Why you don't wear your leotards around the house? Not What's to, going on? No, you know, I mean, yeah, no. <laughs> but um, you you mentioned something really interesting, just um, that you had gone through. So as I understand it, you didn't finish your second degree. Is that right? I did not know. Right. So okay. So I can identify because I didn't finish my first one. <laughs> but um, but I, I'm I'm curious as to what that was like in that moment where you had to decide, okay, Shed, am I dropping out of school to do this? Was it risky for you? What were the circumstances yeah. around that? Okay, so let me let me just preface this with how I don't have an unconventional... I have a... Sorry, I don't. I mean, I have an unconventional um, path, meaning that college was a plan B, uh, first of all. Um, so... Prior to college, I was at English National Ballet School, um, and I was 17, 18 then, and that English National Ballet School was already also Plan B because <laughs> I first, um, sorry, I'm like, this is, can I just start over here? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is so good. I'm literally laughing as you're talking. It's great. <laughs> Tell us your life now. So Tell us it all. <laughs> Okay, my flower is, like, blooming different ways. So. <laughs> um, let me just start off with, I finished high school, um, like, two years early. So I had four years of no education of, like, me just dancing for four years, living my life. Um, so during those last four years, of those last four years, I was at English, English National Ballet School. Um, and I was there for their third-year graduate program. Um, which means that most of the time we're auditioning at different companies or the directors of the main companies are coming to the school to pick us, handpick us. Um, and so I was offered like three contracts, only one in the U S. Um, 
and obviously the other two fell through because of my visa problem or one of them said that they really love me and they would love to hire me except I was too tall and then I was like hmm okay my height's gonna be an issue I realized and this is not gonna be because of my dancing and that really upsets me but I'm gonna keep pushing um so there's a company in the U.S. Um, it was actually my dream company at the time. Um, I got offered a contract, but unfortunately, I fractured my second metatarsal. Um, and because that recovery time is about six to eight months, they decided to let me go. Like maybe it was like two weeks before the season started. Um, and then I didn't, I couldn't believe my eyes that that happened because I also understand but I was just so devastated because that was going to be my first company real company job uh and to have that taken away from me was absolutely absurd um so I actually almost quit dance as a whole after that uh, because I've already been through so much that year with having my height as a problem my weight actually as a problem and just, like, constant rejection and seeing my other classmates succeeding, having their job offers was just um, heartbreaking for me. But so long story short, I had to go to my plan B, which was college, um, which I actually never thought I was going to go in the middle of my career to an actual college. Sorry. Um, a real one (laughs) so it's it's hard to explain because my whole life I've always wanted like to do the whole um go to a university finish the four years and like graduate with like uh cum laude and four different (laughs) degrees etc but obviously I chose dance and that was my true passion um I knew I wanted to get my degree but I was like, in my head, I was thinking I was going to do it online, like, independently how most professional dancers do it. So I was not in the mindset that I was going to go to a university. But thank God for my parents. They um, told me to have that as a backup plan always. Um, and they really advocated for me to go since I couldn't, since I was injured and I didn't really have a uh, a job offer yet from a professional company. So I went to college and I remember con- like forcing my parents to take me back home. Like as soon as I got to the campus ground, I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't belong here. I've been living on my own for the last four years. I don't get to cook for myself. Like I haven't been in school for the last four years. Like, do I even remember what one plus one is? Like I was panicking. Um, but my, with me, I have a mentality of go big or go home. So I went full force into school and I was able to graduate in two and a half years actually because of the situation after. Um, and I, my first year at school, I'm not sure if this will make sense to you guys, but my first year of school, I did 32 units um my first quarter which is like a term um and 32 units is already way 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 above the average the average class unit is 16 
Um, so I was doing double at the time. You so need to chill out, girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I tell you I'm like a busy bee, I'm a busy bee. Uh, my schedule was like 8 a.m. to 11.30 p.m. at night, including all the rehearsals and such. And I, again, as Candy, who wants a normal life, um, she joined all these like extra clubs on the side, like... <laughs> She was a full sorority girl, which I did not believe. Um, so I had my fun college partying days. Uh, it I had my fun partying days, just not at college. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I had fun my first year, but after my first year, I like was back on this serious track. I was like, okay, I experienced what I need to experience, and now I want to get out of college. Um, so my professors at school were very, um, supportive of that. And they knew since day one that I want to leave. <laughs> um, so they kept advising me to audition and like take intensives while I was at still at school. Um, so I actually did a couple auditions my first year and I got offered a seasonal contract with a company in San Francisco. Um, and because it's seasonal, I, which means that they only dance in the fall and the spring. So I had winter off. Uh, and I love, love, love the company. Um, they do mainly contemporary works. Uh, but I didn't think that was going to fully benefit me because there's so much time off in the winter. And I was like, I'm in school. I should just keep finishing my degree. So that's actually the time when I... Uh, decide to pick up a business major. Um, so I entered. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. As you do. <laughs> <laughs> so I entered my second year, um, doing more uh, academic classes to really uh, accomplish my business degree. But then <laughs> uh, it was like two months into my second year, I get a call from the ballet mistress at Complexes at the time, Christina Johnson, asking if I was free to tour to Ukraine in November next month. Uh, and absolute, I was like, absolutely, like, I'll find a way. Um, I would love to tour to Ukraine, et cetera, et cetera. However, um, my, so with my dance degree, there is a class that I needed that semester or that quarter um, that was only offered in the fall. So I had to turn down complexions for this class. Oh, uh, dude. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's all okay because everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah, it did um, all work out in the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I pushed through, um, was obviously conquering my business classes and my dance classes. Um, and so then I get an email from Dwight asking if I can come in January for their joy season, um, for their, also their inaugural, like pre-professional program. Um, he asked me to be a part of it while working with the company. So, um, again, the, my professors were very supportive and allowed me to go. So I actually took, um, a whole quarter off to go dance uh, with complexions that winter. Um, so then in my head, I was like, wait, okay, 
I practically <laughs> almost got my dance degree, but my business degree is like barely there. It's like maybe like two, like a quarter, sorry, a quarter of the way there finished. And then, so I was like, right now I'm dancing with my dream company. Um, and my dance degree is almost done, but my business degree, mm, I was like, maybe I'll just like not do that right now. So for me, it was like a really easy decision to just stop, like yeah. cancel my business degree and um, basically pursue my true love. Um, so that's really cool. Then, yeah, sorry, that was like again a long story. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's good. good. It's I, really interesting. <laughs> it's it's. I think it's it's really. I think it's really interesting to hear kind of all the different twists and turns that you had to take right. as that right. is kind of the, uh, that's kind of the constant when it comes to an artist pursuing a creative career, you know, you mm-hmm. either have parents who support you or you don't or right. somewhere in between. And then if you have, if you're in a cir- you seem to be in a circumstance where you're like able to really throw your head into everything, which was awesome and but that's almost it almost seems like that might have been even more overwhelming than uh potentially not having the options to to go one way or another in fact it's like you always had a you always had a decision at every turn that you had to make with all cards on the table and where it was actually totally your decision it might i I bet it must have been really difficult to figure out okay what's the right thing to do here what's going to happen in the long term and so on definitely i think as well like you know I think, especially because of social media, you know, there is this thing where people see, you know, your your photos and your work that you post um, on Instagram, for example, is absolutely stunning. And I And I know that a lot of people see that kind of um, a following or their imagery as success, but they never give... They never give that thought to what you've actually gone through or the way that you exactly. operate or the resilience that you have to show in order to achieve that. And that's right. on, a, on a like basic technical level as a dancer, but also right. just as an artist all around. And, you know, I personally, you know, I hate interviews that touch on, you know, all of the mundane subjects, but you've literally just in a yeah. nutshell said to me, <laughs> you know, yeah, but literally in a nutshell, you have experienced all of the, I guess, box ticking issues that you know someone who doesn't quite fit in as a ballet dancer or as a dancer right. in general would go through but they've not destroyed your life they've not made you give up on it all completely and I'm right I'm not for a moment suggesting that you haven't had moments where you felt that that would be the easy option but mm-hmm. the fact that you've struggled with you know height and injury and you know weight and and you know being torn between two directions and all of those things and yet you're still so level-headed for someone so young is really really inspiring and I think that more people should take a leaf out of your book Candy Tongue. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> what would you say um so, so just kind of like touching on maybe the, the or just trying to identify like what is the gut feeling that kind of takes you from step to step to step what would you say is the thing that you remember most whenever you're being faced with a fork in the road these days? Sorry, can you repeat that question one more time? It's kind of cut out. So kind of when you're, so whenever you're facing a fork in the road, like a decision that you have to make between, you know, I could go this way and this could take me for this, for, you know, this next year, or it could take me for the next Mm -hmm. two to five years, or, you know, you could go the other way and maybe it could be something that only provides for the short term and potentially offers some security and so on. What would you say describes like the gut feeling that you have? Um, And and kind of like, how would you recommend um, 
other people follow that gut feeling as well when they're faced with those decisions? Yeah. Um, a time that really stands out for me is actually um, post-grad. So I didn't actually talk to you about how I got my contract with Complexions. It wasn't actually straight after college. Um, I had some time off before I actually received my contract. Um, and that was about a five-month grace period, I want to say. Um, so they, the Complexions have been talking to me for about two and a half years before I got the actual hand document. Um, and they kept telling me that they would hire me after, like straight after college. Uh, but unfortunately, that didn't happen because um, there was two or three tall dancers in the company at the time, and they did not need another tall dancer. Um, so I've had many conversations with um, the, my directors um, at that time, and they kept telling me to keep in contact with them when a spot opens. And I was pretty, um, I guess, annoyed and frustrated because (laughs) they kept promising me a spot in the company for two years. Um, So I actually kind of lost hope in them um, after college because I was like, okay, they keep promising me one thing and not actually going through. Um, so after college, like any other post-grad, um, person, I went through a phase of, I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. (laughs) I was like, I had this dance degree. Um, I thought I was going to get this contract and currently I moved back at home in San Francisco. I went to school in LA, sorry. Um, so I moved back home and I was like, I don't know what to do. So I was still taking my dance classes every day at Lions Ballet. Uh, I made sure I was keeping up with my technique, et cetera. Um, but I had no inspiration for the longest time. Like there is about two or three months, uh, where I wasn't really motivated, um, or like just driven by any art form so (laughs) back to my business side I decided to go work at a physical therapy office because again nine-year-old Candy also had a dream that she wanted to be a physical therapist (laughs) Um, so she was actually my physical therapist when I lived here Um, she I have a lot to think because she actually guided me through that tough time and she took me under her wing and I actually learned a lot about physical therapy practice um I was actually her marketing assistant but she taught me um a lot of what it's like to be a physical therapist anyways so while I was working in her office and doing her marketing um I had so much downtime when I finished her projects to like really work on myself so I decided to create a blog um, at her office, actually. Um, So I started my website and created a blog mainly targeting topics about post-grad life and um, what it felt like to be a full-time pre-professional dancer into a normal college student. Um, 
So there is one specific blog topic that I talked about, um, which was the transi- transition between post-grad life, I mean, from student to post-grad life. Um, and it was, there was a realization that I found, and it was to trust the process. Um, I truly believe that everything happens for a reason uh, and that you should just go with the, I know this is so cheesy, but just (laughs) go with the flow because everything that's handed to you at the time is happening because it's supposed to happen. For example, nothing successful comes from um, one straight path. So everything that's like thrown at you, whether it's like, um, college or a big rejection or a huge injury that is happening because it's leading you to a bigger, um, I guess, triumph. Um, so yeah, it's really, it's really, sorry, what was your question again? No, exactly no that was like snaps like, for candy. First yeah, snaps for candy. Yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I think. I feel like I sidetracked so much. No, it's good. No, it's, you know, it's so insightful to um, listen to someone be very candid and very honest about the fact that it's not yeah. straightforward. And I think that yeah. Dane and I are both, and even, you know, when we spoke last, you know, we're right. very much advocates for there is no wrong thing to happen there because no thing, it might yeah. and it's all temporary like everything is temporary exactly. whether, whether it be good bad yes. or ugly so i yes, think exactly the fact that regardless of what's been thrown at you and and i can say the same for both jane and i as well hasn't turned us into a victim in any way is a really really important and um kind of necessary trait i think for a artist right. to have a career that has longevity and i say artist because right. you know if you do get injured again i'm touching wood because i'm i don't want that to happen of course but you <laughs> but no but because of what you experienced the first time you've put so many things in place that right. you know that you will be okay so you're never going to have to exactly. repeat anything um on a negative side because you've grown from it and you've learned from it and mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's such a such a valuable thing for an artist to hold, you know, right. that kind of resilience. And, right. And all these experiences that I've had is really uh, making me mature, not just as a dancer, but as a person. Like, my eyes are so open, uh, and sometimes I see, like, my friends who are in college right now, like, going through the same thing, and I'm pretty much, I, like, want to help them. Like, I have... I have so much heart to help the younger generation, like, to not make the same mistakes I did or to, like, lead them to a successful path. Um, I think, I Yeah, think... that's actually another thing I want to do. I want to give back to the community eventually, somehow. <laughs> well, I would, I would argue that you're doing that already. I think it's really important that, and, and I find it, um, if I was listening to this podcast, you know, 10 years ago, I'd be like, oh my God, there's an actual path forward and no, it's not straightforward. And yes, it can go any way you want. And it can be any number of things that get thrown your way. The bottom line is that you don't quit on yourself. It's kind of like, you know, I've, I've certainly confronted that same um, period in my life some years ago of like, being inches from quitting dance altogether and just being like, you know what, to hell with this, this is too hard in the sense that it's like the the odds are stacked against you in a way that even if you do have um, a a really 
great outlook on it and you really do feel that you have a lot to offer to the field and that you, you don't feel that um, kind of acknowledgement, whether that be from the people in your surroundings to like the universe as a whole. Right. And, and that yeah. can be, that, that can really get you down on yourself. And um, I, I think your story makes it really important for us to remember that we don't, um, we don't accomplish everything that we're made to accomplish in our 20s alone. It's um, yeah, as much as we really can accomplish. Notion, isn't it? yeah. Yeah. It's all going to happen in the first five years of you leaving college or graduating a ballet school or whatever, you know, it, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's right. like, why would you expect it to? I mean, if you want, I, I think this like, uh, this fast way of life that we have, and I mean, like, the, you know, thankfully for you, Candy, you know, you kind of leveraged social media right at the outset where, you know, it had a, a really great function mm. and led people to you in what seems to be a very organic way that didn't happen as I'm as I'm sure you know I've had this experience too you know an investor doesn't really land in your lap until you're ready for it right. and until you're ready right. to go through that experience and that experience in exactly. itself is a whole other roller coaster as well oh, yeah. and you know and <laughs> so right so it's it's kind of like um good reminders to to remember to stay focused on yourself and what your goals are regardless of whether those goals are defined the bottom line is you're moving forward with that and whoever's around you is around you but that's and and whatever the circumstances are just what's around you but it doesn't define you it doesn't mean that you can't move forward either exactly yeah well said yeah snaps for jane Um, well, it's been really inspiring listening to your story, Candy. I hope we get to have you on again soon. Thanks Thank so much you. for yes, coming I on with us. It. And I will be of back course. in New York as soon as I'm allowed to fly. Ah! I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know when that will be. Oh, <laughs> soon, I hope. Soon. Uh, <laughs> All right, lovely. Well, signing out from here. And yeah, hope hope to see you soon. Me too. See Thank you so much. Thank you.